This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 Post Game Podcast, coming to you after Baylor's 99 to 61 win over UMKC. They like to go by Kansas City. I'm joined by Chris Weish. Uh, Chris is a Kansas City native. He used to work for Baylor in the 90s. It was good to catch up. We went to the uh, Utah Baylor women's game. Big win for the Lady Bears. We'll talk about that some. And then we stayed for the men's game. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Uh, I know you used to coach basketball, and and uh, you're a diehard Kansas City fan, uh, being from that area, right? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> actually, haven't been to a UMKC game in over a decade, uh, and, right. and I should say I, I'm from Texas. I'm not from Kansas City. Right. I just live there now. Right. Uh, right. But no, I very impressive uh, guard play. I think you know that's obvious. It's almost yes. obvious to say that, but I think that the depth at the guard position this year yeah. is is reminiscent of what it has been in previous years that was kind of missing the last couple of years, even though there was decent guard play that did not like this. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and it was good to see, you know, Ray J. Dennis's struggle with turnovers started the game off with two turnovers almost right off the bat, but he ends up with eight assists and two turnovers. That's encouraging. That's what you're expecting from him. It's, it's a good turning point because right. he struggled with turnovers through really the first three games and yes. then the first couple of minutes tonight. And then he turned it around. And I think that he was it was a little bit infectious because the entire team was took care of the ball pretty well. There were, right. I mean, there were moments, but that's going to happen. But for the most part, they took care of the ball. Uh, and I also, as, as we talked about, I thought that uh, during the game, I thought that they played off of one another so well and they, f- and, and they fed off of one another's energy, and that helped. Yeah, and and one thing we we've started to see some trends here. You know, there's two things this team does really well, and they've done really well the first four games. One is get to the free throw line. Again tonight, they shot 31 free throws, made 24. That's really encouraging to see because those are free points, and and, and that's something you can build a, a really good offensive resume on. And then the second thing is rebounding. They started off like being out rebounded, I think, at the first media, maybe the second media. But they end up 20, 36 to 21 on the glass. Uh, so that's an encouraging sign, too, out rebounding them by 15. So those are things that if you can get that consistently, you know, you got you got a good shot in every ball game. Well, anytime you can outshoot your opponent by 21 free throws, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but I think that that's a trend also in that that we are seeing that Baylor is not committing cheap fouls. Right. And cheap fouls is what leads to multiple free throws because it gets you to the to the one on one and yep. the, and the two shot bonus quicker, and we're not seeing that. It, it's kind of reminiscent in a way of some of the things that, you know, obviously, I live in Kansas City. I see a lot of Kansas basketball, and it, it's kind of reminiscent of watching them right. and the way that they play sometimes because that's how they dominate teams by by extending that that margin on the free throw line. Yeah. So very good job, and that's not just tonight. It's been it's been through the first four games. Yeah, and, and probably half of those free throws that they shoot are earned. You know, the other half are given, but uh, that's a, a conversation for another day. <laughs> the officiating. You know, I'm going to take a shot at Kansas every chance I get. Oh, okay. So that was about Kansas. <laughs> I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Uh, but but I'm also going to say the officiating, uh, it was early season. Yeah. You could tell. Right. And there was some uh, some issues with understanding uh, some of the the physical movement of the players. Right. But that's going to happen. It's early in the season for them as well. Yeah. So um, without looking at the stats, who do you think our leading rebounder was tonight? Just taking a guess. Uh, I, I, it could have been any number of people. Uh, Bridges? 
Caleb Loner. Caleb Loner. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to see. Caleb, he had a nasty block uh, that led to a potential dunk by Mira Little. Mira Little earned a flagrant uh, foul on that dunk attempt. And, and, uh, I love seeing him, you know, go aggressively, you know, right, right at the, right at the rim. Uh, Miro did some really good things. He had a couple of sloppy turnovers, but um, you know, overall, great game for him. Eight points. Austin Sachs hit a three late in the game. That was exciting. Amazing. Good to see One that. One shot and he hit it. Yep. I, I'm going to go back to Loner for a moment. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mentioned to you during the game, you can tell he's changed his body a little bit. Yeah, you can see yep. that leaned up. Something else that he's done is his tendency to when he was going vertical to drift one direction or right. the other, really got him in some some trouble last right. year. And tonight, I saw him going straight up. Yeah. And and he was able to get to rebounds that last year he was having getting a hand on but not getting to. And that was pretty – that was a, a welcome change. Yeah, yeah, good observation. Um, D'Antoine Grimes, we got to talk about him again, came off the bench, really efficient once again. He has uh, six points – Four rebounds, three assists, no turnovers, um, two steals. Like, you know, he's given us really good minutes off the bench. Just And just to your point, the guard depth's ridiculous. We haven't even talked about Jacoby Walter. You know, you compared him to Paul Pierce. I, I did, and and I, as I said to you when I said it, I wanted to say it a week ago to you, and yeah. I thought, no, I'm going to wait because I know I'm seeing you, and right. I don't want you to laugh at me too much and if I text it to you. <laughs> but he that's who he reminds me of, yeah. is, is Paul Pierce in his movement. And and it's also in the fact that you look up, and he's got 22 points, and yeah. you're saying, how did he get there? Uh, you know, it's, it's really e- of ease. And if you go back to the game against Auburn, he scored so many points, and so much of it at the end, you looked up and said, "Wow, he has that many yeah, points." Yeah. And think about think about some of the guys at the next level right. that night in and night out they're scoring anywhere between eighteen and twenty five a game, and you don't realize it until you look at the stat sheet after the game. And that's the feel that I get from him, uh, just watching him. And he's also relaxed. And that's you know, in in the past, you see some guys that that are trying too hard. Right. He's not trying too hard. Right. And and that's that's a rare gift of for a freshman. Now I want to go back to Grimes for a moment. Here's the crazy thing. There are 14 teams in this league. He might start for half of them. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to he's going to he's going to work to try to get he won't get to double digit minutes here. Yeah. And that's that speaks to that depth. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited about him. I, I didn't know where the minutes were going to come from him, but I think he has a role on this team. I think he's, you know, a tough player. And if he keeps putting up those efficiency numbers, he's going to force the coaches to, to have to play him. I mean, he's he's going to be a very valuable player off the bench. So when Jaden Nunn was great. Uh, he we, was. We, you know, and Jacoby. We'll, we'll get to Jaden in a second, yeah. but I just want to say this yes. about Grimes and, and the depth. And – I don't care what you do. It's you're you're dealing with with eighteen to twenty three year olds, right? And they're not all going to be consistent every night, right? That's just a fact of life. And what this depth does is it gives the opportunity. There's going to be a night. I mean, we're going to talk about Jaden Nunn. What a night for Jaden. Yeah. Nunn. However, he could the next game out score three points. Yeah. And it may be up to somebody else, and that's why that depth is is oh, just yeah. is is really telling. And and what he did tonight, you've got the stats there. 
eight for nine from the field, four for five from three, five for five from the free throw line. The only blemish, four assists, you know, three turnovers, you know, so it's he, – he went the first two games without turning it over at all, and I think he's put back-to-back three turnover games. But, man, you know, we, we were commenting on his ability to get inside the lane and finish tough shots at the rim – is, you know, Davion-like is, is who you compared it to. I mean, that, you know, I agree. He's just got a burst, and so does D'Antoine. It's it's exciting to have two players like that. Ray J will get will get in the lane, get up points with skill and craftiness. Jacoby with, you know, athleticism and, you know, shiftiness. But, you know, Jaden Nunn and, and D'Antoine, I think, just have that, like, pure burst. And then Langston is a guy that, you know, he is really good going to his right and finishing layups off the glass. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that can score in the paint. And, and you know, set up today, we, you know, you get in the paint, good things happen. You get open shots. We made 13 out of 23 from three. Uh, so the, the three-point, you know, shot was falling today, and, and that's why you had a 38-point a margin. We hold – Kansas City to four for 23 from three. We only sent them to the free throw line 10 times. Uh, you know, they're 41% from the field. Baylor's 57% from the field. So those are all, you know, ex- explanations for why the margin was what it was. But uh, overall, just a great team win. The only thing you're, you're looking at the stat sheet and you say, wow, you know, the bigs, uh, that three headed monster of Missy, Ojawuna, and, and, Ch- and Chichachua had two points among them, and yet you went by 38. So, Well, I'm going to go back a little bit here. So one thing I like about Ray J is that he scores from unexpected angles. Yep. Uh, there was a play in the, sec- in the first half where he scored shooting the ball. He was moving to his left, yep. and he got up into the air, and he shot the ball, and you made the comment, yes. you know, there's not many people who can hit that shot, yes. and that's very much – the case, uh, you you make the the point that you know that was a shot straight through the net. Yep. Uh, the way he was moving, probably better to use the board because it's more forgiving. Right. 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 But those are the kinds of shots you know you just you, he can make that that others can't. With love, the thing that I that that I really appreciate about him, and and you and I have talked about this many times, his toughness. Yeah. Is is infectious. And then I'm going to add that infectious start the start of the game. I I truly believe this. If you if you watch Baylor games, in my mind, when Bridges yep. is aggressive yep. from the get go, a lot of things happen for other people. Yes. And when he's not, yes, you go 0 for nine from the three point line in a game. Yeah, like as it, a team. Yeah, like, like Sunday. But tonight, Bridges was aggressive at the very beginning. Got the opening layup. And then he hit the a three. three. Yep. And and everybody fed off of that. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean he's so efficient. Like, you know, another game, two blocks. He's got, you know, 12 points on six shots, four for four from the free throw line. Uh let's see. I guess I guess he has well, maybe, maybe I'm reading the rebounding stats wrong here. Do you have the uh how many rebounds did Loner have according to that? Does it say six or nine? I got it. Got to find it here. Uh, they have six for him. Okay, six total. So three yeah. offensive rebounding. Yeah, uh, offensive rebounds. So Bridges had four rebounds total, one assist, but no turnovers. He almost never turns the ball over. He's he's a very efficient player, 
But you got to get offense from him. Like, that's what separates him and Caleb Lohner. Caleb is is a great – you know, he knows his role. He's a physical guy. He's going to he's gonna be a great rebounder when he's in there. He's, he's going to – you know, he had a monster block. You know, he's going to, you know, do a lot of the dirty work, you know, kind of like Vital did, you know, for that championship team. But Bridges – you know, gives you that stretch four that if, when he's hitting threes, when he's aggressive offensively, he just gives you a whole new dimension that just makes it a nightmare for defenses to try to, to guard. And that has to be what everybody has told him to work on. Right. Is get aggressive, right. get aggressive, get aggressive. And it's tough because he's in a system which really values the the whole yep. as over the individual. Yeah. But ultimately, when you get into the Big 12 and you get into the Crucible of March, you've got to have your best players making plays. Right. And that you're really going to need that. We go back to Loner's block. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like whatever Missy can do, I can do better. <laughs> it, because it looked, it was reminiscent of the one Sunday. Yeah, and he, and he also had an alley-oop, you know, converted an alley-oop, so that was good to see. Yeah, I'm excited about this team. Um, you mentioned the toughness. I think that's the number one thing that separates this team from maybe past Baylor teams. Well, obviously, we know that championship team was very tough. I think the team after that was pretty tough. Last year, not so much. That was an issue. And, and, and this year, we're back to that. And, you know, this is a very, you know, tough, competitive team. And I think, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an exciting journey to watch these guys, you know, continue to develop. John Jake has said this in a, in a and I'm going to do a, a podcast interview with Alvin Brooks tomorrow. But uh, Jake has said that, um, you know, the one thing that he's thinks is going to happen is we're going to score as much as we've ever scored. And, and so far, the early returns on that are, you know, are, are, are pretty positive that that may be the case. We score 88 in the opener, 96 the second game, 77 in a game we, we go 0 for 9 from 3, and then 99 tonight. So this is a team capable of some pretty outstanding offensive outbursts, and, and the key is going to be how well can we defend. I think we, we've seen encouraging signs, the competitiveness and the toughness. Uh, but, you know, there's given up a lot of backdoor cuts. There's still some things to refine as far as that's concerned. So anytime you have, have something on film, yep. you're exposed. Sure. And tonight it was clear that what uh, UMKC, yep. I'm going to call them UMKC. Yeah, sure. What UMKC was doing, uh, was trying to get done, was they were trying to run that, that pick and roll. Yep. Or they were running a double screen out top. I told you it's the old Dick Mata offense that that they that he used to run. Right. And they were running that and getting the switch and taking advantage of both Dennis and Nunn yep. down on the block. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's and They did a good be, job of that. They yep. did. Yep. And But that's a good thing because sure. what I always say about non-conference, what I have always said about yeah. non-conference games, is it's getting you ready for when it matters. Right. And getting that exposure now, yep. you know that they're looking at that and they're studying it and trying to figure out, okay, what does this mean and how do we how do we deal with people attacking us that way? Yeah. I will also say this, the depth, you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, he's got to get down to a seven or eight man rotation. And I understand that, but I'm not sure that he's going to be able to do that right. because he's got too much guard depth. And I think that that depth is going to play a significant role in the conference because there are some teams who are not nearly as deep, and it's going to, it's going to play a role. 
Yep, yep, no doubt. All right, looking over these possessions or the uh, Ken Palm numbers, 1.5 points per possession. That is unreal. That is that is like elite, elite stuff. Uh, we hold them to under one point per possession, 0.92. Some really eye-popping offensive ratings. You know, Jaden Nunn, 169. Jacoby Walter, 170. Ray J, 159. Jalen Bridges, 185. And then D'Antoine Grimes, 189. Uh, just terrific production from our guards overall. Uh, you know, that's good stuff. Um, we've got now Oregon State and then either the the Pitt or Florida, depending on how that Oregon State game goes, in Brooklyn next week. Got some rest to prepare for those games. And then a pretty tough Nichols uh, team comes to the Farrell Center. LSU they beat LSU. They beat LSU. They sure did. Uh, so that's one that you got to look out for. And then Seton Hall the following Tuesday will be a big game. And then, you, and then you get the gauntlet, you know, before you start conference play. You get Michigan State in Detroit, and you get Duke. I know our fans are looking forward to that one at Madison Square Garden. And then, you know, Mississippi Valley State to close the Farrell. And then you got Cornell as your opening team uh, to, to Foster Pavilion. So a lot of fun times in store for Baylor fans. I know football has been a disappointment. Let's talk about Nikki Collin and the Lady Bears just for a second. Um, you know, what What observations would you give there other than the fact that she's the only Baylor, current Baylor or former Baylor coach that's got a, a top five win this year? Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was a lot of fun to watch. And I think that she made a very good point in her postgame when she pointed out that all but one of the players on the floor tonight were players that, that she and her staff have brought right. into the program. Right. And that's that's a big statement, and it's also an indication that she's doing exactly what she said she would do, which is mold the program the way that she wants it to be, not the way that somebody else yeah. had it. And then you play a team in Utah that has really good post player that can shoot it inside, it can power inside and, and shoot it outside, and – I love the way that they attacked her in the first few minutes of the game to force her to foul. Got her in foul trouble. And put her on the bench for the rest of the half. Now, they had really also a couple of really good guards. Yeah. But I thought also as as you went through the game, one of the things that was, was really interesting was to see how well Baylor closed out on the three-point shooters because they, are, they have a great three-point group of three-point shooters. Right. And they did not – uh, they could have easily hit several and gotten a lead, and and they didn't. And in fact, they only had one lead the entire game. Right. And you know that speaks well to the game plan, and also to the fact that the the, the players obviously were keyed in on exactly what they needed to do in terms of getting getting the big in trouble, in foul trouble, and then and then working hard on the boards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some they're really good performances uh, from the people you needed to have good performances. Sarah Andrews, she wasn't very good for a lot of this game, but she was really good late when and hit, when, and hit the back-to-back threes. Yes, that were just that was the back that was the backbreaker and, for sure. And I thought uh, Jada Walker played terrific. She ends up with nine points. Um, Yaya Felder came off the bench. Probably the play of the night for me was that end of the half. Uh, where end she into the into the, 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 the no into the third quarter. You're right. Where she dribbled, you know, really fast up court, and then hit Bella Fauntleroy in in you know for a, a three in the corner as time was expiring. That was an awesome play. Gave a nine point lead, and yes, and that's a 
big, big difference between a six and a nine, yes. obviously. Yes, and, and Dre, Dre Edwards was good. She stuffed the stat sheet, 14 points, six rebounds, three assists, four turnovers, two steals, four blocks, <laughs> three fouls. She got a little bit of everything. Asia Blackwell was really good, too. So a great win for the uh, Lady Bears, and you know, it's good to see them get that top five signature win for Nikki Collin. Uh, it's going to be a fun year for basketball for both the men and the women. We'll, we'll call it a night. It's midnight. Uh, man, it's been fun hanging out with you today, Chris, uh, catching up on old times, and uh, really appreciate your friendship. You've been listening to a Sikkim 365 postgame podcast with Ashley Hodge and Chris Weish, Sikkim Bears.